right, here we are. Two, one, and then we're gonna go into that. All right, how's everybody doing? First of all, sister, here's your uppercat that you asked for. Thank you so much. And then Anthony, yours is coming next. I'm gonna give, I don't know why, but I like giving this one to Anthony. Bam! There it is there. So, um, all right, guys. How you doing? So, oh man, why is my screen locked up? Hold on. I know you guys can hear me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Yeah, tell them something. Tell them a joke. Something, something. Hey guys. Pray you guys are having a good evening. We're just unlocking this. Uh, there it is. All right. We are good to go. How's everybody doing? And uh, thank you so much for the super cats. And uh, here we are again on a Wednesday. Um, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be here with you guys. Um, we have a lot of new new um, viewers, you know. And uh, I just want to thank you guys. If this is your first Wednesday with us, God bless you. And I know we're jumping into like part six of this story of Genesis, but on the on the YouTube channel. You could actually go back the last five weeks. Um, I had actually said that I was going to starting this week, but I'm not going to do it, man. I'm going to go back on my word. Remember I said I was going to do a Q&A beginning of every first week of the month. But, man, we're on a roll with the story of Joseph, and I'm really excited to find out what happens next. So I'm just going to go back on my word, man. We're just going to do it. We're going to do it um, after after we finish this story of Joseph over the next few weeks. Um, we're going to do a Q&A, meaning we're going to do just a completely open um, study to where it's just questions that come in. And uh, so that'll be a transition after we're done with Joseph in the next few weeks. It'll transition that into the next whatever topic or book or whatever we're going to do next. Cool. Okay. So we have two people monitoring. So if you have a question, a statement, um, maybe a, a, an unknown fact, I don't know, that helps, something that pertains to this study. Um, the reason, guys, I've, I've been doing a Wednesday Bible study for, well, the life of this church. There's always been a Wednesday Bible study. And actually before that, when I was in Atwater, we did a daily study. <laughs> Uh, so it's been a lot of years, you know, and um, what I've learned over time is that you got to kind of streamline and, and keep the subject matter or else it just gets all over the place, you know. So but this is interactive. We want to make it as interactive as possible. So if you do have something that pertains to this Bible study right here, please, uh, they're going to share it. They're going to talk about it. They're going to bring things up, you know. So um I want to say this too. I don't know what verse we're on. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it's, uh, we were in chapter 45? Yeah, 45 9. 45 9? Close with the, with the bombshell that he sent to his brothers once he was leaving. Yeah, so. that was it. Yeah, okay. Well, cool. Thank you. If not, let's go through that bombshell again because that's how yeah. it was. So we read 9? So we're in 10? Or we read 8 and now we're in 9? Oh, yeah, I remember reading that. Okay. 
Yeah, so just to kind of recap the story of Joseph, and I can't recap the whole story because we're deep in it now. But basically, he has revealed himself to his brothers. They thought he was long gone and dead. They had sold him as a slave 13 years prior. And now um, they realize that he was faking to be an Egyptian, and um, he reveals himself to them. And he's like, man, go get my dad. I want to see my dad. He hadn't seen his father in over 13 years. You know, because now he's older than 13 because he's been there, what, two years in, right, into the famine. So he's been away from his dad for 15 years now. And he's married now. He has two sons now. So this a lot has changed. God has really, truly blessed him, even throughout him being sold and accused and put in prison and all kinds of stuff. So in verse, um, I'm just going to start at verse 9. I know we read that last time, but it, it'll make it better to just kind of, you know, flow into each other. So in verse 9, Genesis 45, verse 9, says, Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son, son Joseph, God has made me Lord over all Egypt. Come down to me, do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near to me, you and your children, your children's children, your flocks and your herds, and all that you have. And there I will provide for you, lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty, for there is still five years of famine. Because there's a famine going on in Egypt. So he's like, go get my dad, bring everyone. Because you think these last two years are, have been rough. We got five more years like this. It's got, they're going to be worse. You know, so bring everybody. Bring them to Egypt. Quick question. Uh, quick question. Quick um, footnote. In case anybody ever wondered, how did the Hebrews end up slaves later on with Moses in Egypt? You know, because a lot of people don't know. Like, how? why was there a bunch of Hebrews as slaves? Well, this this is what happened. This is 400 years before Moses, but it kind of lets you just see how all the Hebrew people ended up in Egypt because of this famine. Pharaoh was the only one that had food. So anyways, um, in verse 12, it says, And behold, your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin, see that it is my mouth that speaks to you. You shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt, and of all that you have seen, and you shall hurry and bring my father down here. And then he, and then he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck. Benjamin was the only brother that didn't do him wrong. All his other older brothers hated him. They literally threw him into a pit to sell him, and they did sell him. But Benjamin was innocent of those crimes. Benjamin was just a little boy when all this happened. Benjamin was his only 100% blood brother. You know, everyone else, they were they were half-brothers to him. But Benjamin was his full-blown brother. And man, they just, he hadn't seen him since he was a little boy. And they just wept and wept and wept. It's a beautiful scene, you know, when when you see somebody after not seeing them for a long time. You know, and, and I think that's a... a Big blessing, you know. Brother Johnny, walking in. What's up, brother? So, um, so in verse 15, it says, Moreover, he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. And after this, his brothers talked with him. So he had this huge emotional thing going on, you know. And um, you can tell, like, he wasn't... I don't I don't know if he completely was like looking at his brothers like like he's all good, but I think he overcame that cuz 
you know, I, I have a feeling. I mean, you're human. Your brothers just sold you. Uh, you know, but I think that no matter what, that he felt, he he truly felt love for his brothers. He missed them. You guys remember, even when he was young, when his brothers hated him, he didn't hate his brothers. You know, he, he they were his big brothers, you know. So um, he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. So verse 16 now. And it says, Now the report of it was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying Joseph's brothers had come. So it pleased Pharaoh and his servants well. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, Do this, load your animals and depart, go to the land of Canaan. And bring your father and your households and come to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt, and you will eat the fat of the land. Now you are commanded, do this, take carts of the land of Egypt for your little ones and your wives, and bring your father and come. And also do not be concerned about your goods, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. So not only did they get the blessing from Joseph, but Pharaoh himself. Pharaoh himself, because think about it, he owed everything to Joseph. If it wasn't for Joseph praying to God to interpret those dreams... Uh, we're in Genesis 45, brother, um, verse 16. Okay, thank yeah. you. If it, you. No, that's not good. <laughs> if, if it wasn't for Joseph, Pharaoh would have had nothing. So now that, that Joseph's family is there, now that Joseph's dad is, is, is beyond, you know, um, now they, they've connected, Pharaoh's like, man, I give my blessings, I give you carts, I give you whatever you need, I'll send a caravan, whatever, to go get your dad. You know, and... Um, I think that's, that's I think this still happens. I think that God's blessings still come upon us even from non-believers. Like God will still give his favor to us. You know, a lot of times whether in our workplace or wherever it is we're at, um even in jail and prison, it's like God gives you favor because I think people see, people see, man, people man, we can see a lot of times we can see right through people. You know, and, and when you have a heart that, that is just, when you're right with God, you know, the the world, God will open doors that you think are going to be shut to you. And here, you know, the, the, the Pharaoh himself was like, you know, I'm going to send you everything you need to go get your dad. So then um, in verse, where are we at? Is it 20? 17? Well, I think I read that, but either way, 21. yeah, 21, yeah. It says, then the sons of Israel did so. So the sons, all the sons, they, they, they did this. And Joseph gave them carts according to the command of Pharaoh, and he gave them provisions for the journey. So he's like, here, take our carts, Get, take some food, take some water, take whatever it is you need so you can, you can travel comfortably, you know. And, um, and he gave to all of them, to each man, changes of garments. He gave them clothes. <laughs> to change into changes of garments but to benjamin he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of garments Damn. so remember this is the brother that yeah. that didn't do him bad and this is the little little brother you know Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Exactly. You know, it's it's crazy because basically 
Joseph was able to see the whole picture because he remembered the dreams. So how's he going to be mad? Because he understood that, man, if it wasn't for them selling me and dumping me, we wouldn't have survived. He, so he saw God's fingerprints all over it, you know, and that's a beautiful thing when you when you're able to come to, you know, I, I did this interview, guys, last last Friday, yeah. last Friday on on the channel. I always forget the name of it. What's the name of it? It's with, it was with Flacco, right? And um, the stories of prisoners, right? Stories of prisoners currently something something. Sorry, Flacco, if you're watching this, I'm sorry, but. Um, it was. Yes, there it is. See, They're gonna have to make it into an acronym actually, and just letters. <laughs> what are the first letters of each name? S W B A C T. I'm gonna forget oh. that too. <laughs> I'm gonna forget Flacco's that. Channel. Flacco's channel. We'll just call it channel. Actually, it's not even his. Hey, he he's the he's the co-host to that one. And then he does the other one with Rojo. So there's two channels he works well, if with. If you think about stories by a prisoner and just put current. Okay. <laughs> current. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, my point is this, guys. My point is this, is, is the fact that um, actually your brother left the comment. All right. And, and he said something interesting that I didn't even catch. But his brother caught it. Amen. And he was basically saying that I talked about a guy snitching on me. And then he goes, you just kind of glossed over it like nothing. Did you read that comment that his brother left? You know, and he's like, like that caught him because usually, because he was basically, if you read his whole thing, I, I don't remember exactly, it was kind of long, but he was saying that a lot of times when people go back and talk about prison life, this and that, you can tell there's certain angry parts. And he, yeah, and he goes, and, and he goes, and you just glossed over like nothing, like this guy that told on you and made you, the guy was wired and and basically that's why this whole thing went down and this is why i didn't realize it until your brother caught it but this is why because how can i be bitter at the one that caused me to be led to jesus like how am i going to be mad about it you know i wouldn't be where i'm i wouldn't be here with you guys i wouldn't be with my wife i wouldn't you know so it's like how can i be mad you know and in the same way joseph how can he be mad at his brothers if it's for their actions, because everything the enemy wants to do to you, God will turn it for good. Mm, yes. I mean, and that's the moral of this whole story. God will turn things around. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and that is why a lot of times we can't act in the flesh, guys. You can't be, be mad because here's the thing that whatever was done unto you, and, and trust me, there's injustices that are done to us all the time. Yeah. It's like God will turn that around. And uh, man, it, it's just powerful, you know, this, this story. That's why I think a lot of people love this story so much, you know? So um, where are we at? Oh, um, no, 23. It says, and he sent to his father these things, 10 donkeys loaded with the good things of Egypt and 10 female donkeys loaded with grain, bread, and food for his father for the journey. Look at the, man, look at the favor Look at the favor, man. I mean, and I guarantee you, the dad, he could care less about that stuff. He just wanted his son, you know. But still, the the it was it's a beautiful thing. 
you know, and um, it says in 24, so he sent his brothers away and they departed. And he said to them, see that you do not become troubled along the way. So they went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to Jacob, their father. And they told him saying, Joseph is still alive. And he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart stood still because he did not believe them. Can you imagine this old man crying, 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 didn't even want to let Benjamin go. And, I mean, first of all, to find out Joseph was alive and then that Joseph is the second under Pharaoh? Yeah. <laughs> it said in 27, but when they told him all the words what Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. Then Israel said, it is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Two super chats? Okay, who is it? Joseph, you get this one. This is a little cat stepping on the Rona bat. And then I'm going to give you this one right there. Bam, thank you so much, Joseph, for the super, super cat. Yeah, right. I like that uppercut. It's funny, man. Thank you. So, guys, um, man, you know, it's just I think a lot of us maybe have had moments like this. Maybe not exactly like this, but, you know, um, you see family that comes from afar. You haven't seen them in a while. Or somebody incarcerated or somebody you know you're gonna get that moment in a few years when you see your brother you know she hasn't seen him in over 17 years oh, wow. well you visited him a few times in the beginning right yeah just twice yeah you know and, and it's like I know <laughs> no I didn't know her Oh, you was there? I was in Atwater. Oh, my God. And her brother was in Atwater. Our spirits crossed. Wow. Did you do that? First time I heard that story. Yeah. Good one. So, you know, it's just, you know, I can't imagine what it's like. Guys, sometimes I don't see my sons for a month, month and a half. And when I see them, man, my heart leaps, man. I'm the same way, man. My heart leaps. Like, I just, like... The other day, my two sons, my son wanted to watch some Marvel show or something, whatever. And he's like, Dad, you think we can? Yeah. I could care less what the movie is. I just want to be with my sons, you know. I don't care if he wanted to watch, you know, Wizard of Oz. It didn't matter to me. It, it, but the show was a good show anyway. But, um, yeah, you know, it's like, so I can't imagine. What was Israel thinking? He thought his son was dead. And then his brothers too, like they did too. Yeah, yeah. Brothers, like the freedom they got of exposing the lie. You know? Yeah, they find they carried that for yeah. years. Twelve years of every birthday watching his dad cry. Yeah, having to hold it in. You know. Yeah, man. yeah. I don't know if you guys can hear Alfonso, but he said, "Man, imagine the brothers that that weight finally off of them yeah. of all those years seeing their dad cry, seeing their dad cry, and knowing that man, they 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 sinned. They had to keep it in. They had to keep it in. I bet you anything the dad held on to the, the coat of many colors. Oh, yeah. Remember it was all blood? 
I guarantee he held on to it. You should move that mic to the edge a little bit. That's beautiful. Closer to you. No, it's not. There. It's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, you know. That's like getting the, the best sheep, right, Pastor? The what? Remember they said get the best, the best, with the best. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the best, best sheep. Get, get the best sheep for them when you get down. You know, dude, a, a thought just came to my mind. Right, this is this is crazy. We were we were born in the image of God. Amen. We were created to worship the Lord, yeah. but circumstances and because of sin caused us to be separated from him I didn't come to the Lord till I was 32 so I can say this that for 32 years my father in heaven thought I was dead thought you were dead thought you were dead and all of a sudden somebody shared the gospel with you and when you come to him Instead of Israel saying it, it's the Lord saying it, saying, man, it's enough. Put your name in there, David or Johnny or Fonzo or Jennifer. My son, my daughter's alive. And I will go and see him. Uh, Larry Patron Sr. Yeah. was my bunkie when I first got that water. Yeah. Yeah. And then Teresa uh, seemed playing with that level she just said and she's talking to one of her brothers. She said he probably speaks a new language. Amen. You know? And, wow. and that's it's such a beautiful thing because we, we know that even with these sermons and even with you know what they're receiving, they're they're receiving life. Life is being spoken into them, you know? Yeah. And that's that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, you know, and man, this is guys, this is this is what the Lord felt when we came to him, man. That's blowing me away still. I'm still dwelling there. I'm still dwelling there. The fact that I mean, even Jesus says the story of the prodigal son. That the father went looking for the son every day, hoping that was the day he would come home. Somebody has a question? Yeah. Yes, yes, Anthony, I do, I do. You know, throughout the whole Old Testament, we see things that are attributes of Jesus. You know, it's like it's like the story of Jesus was sprinkled along the whole Old Testament, revealing himself through through these stories, you know, until he was finally revealed in the in the New Testament. But yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, that's that's how I see it. Is
not really, actually, no. <laughs> yeah, that'll take me off subject, yeah. Well, they, they, yeah, they heard me. <laughs> it's a whole different subject, brother, sorry. Um, so, where is it at here? I will go and see him. So now in chapter 46, uh, starting at verse 1, um, let me get this closer. So Israel, now the father, Jacob, took his journey with all that he had and he came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac then God spoke to Israel in the visions of the night and said Jacob Jacob and he said here I am so he said I am God the God of your father do not fear to go down to Egypt for I will make of you a great nation there I will go down with you to Egypt and I will also surely bring you up again, and Joseph will put his hand on your eyes. Mm. So you got to understand, Jacob had the promises of his dad Isaac and his grandfather Abraham. So it's like, it's like almost like Jacob's like, man, I want to see my son, but I, I'm wondering if he didn't have peace yet until God said, you know what? It's all right, go. It's all right, go, and I'm going to be with you. Because you guys got to remember, I said this a few weeks ago that in these times back then, um, they believed their God was only wherever their territory was. So if you were from a certain nation, if you left that nation, they believed that the God they, they served, whatever, wouldn't go with them. You know, and, and so this is a big deal to Jacob because I think his mentality was still, well, I got to stay in Canaan because that's where God is at. That's where God is at. And God's like, listen, I'm at, I'm at all places. <laughs> he goes, if you go to Egypt, I'll go to Egypt with you. Because they were still worshiping in the tabernacle, right? It wasn't even there yet. It wasn't even set up yet. Because you did have to go to the presence of God. They thought, had to go to the presence of God for you, right? Yeah, well, that wasn't established yet, but you got to remember, it was Jacob that he had a vision. He had a dream at a certain place where he saw angels going up and down to heaven in a vision a dream so he built an altar he said surely God is in this place so they still had the mentality that God it was just beyond their understanding that God was everywhere at the same time you know so that's why he built that altar Jacob did Israel saying surely God is in this place so he built an altar you know so um, so I, I think that it, it gave him the peace when God said go ahead go to Egypt I'm still going to do my promise you know, go ahead and go. So in verse 5, Then Jacob arose from Beersheba, and the sons of Israel carried their father Jacob, their little ones, and their wives in the carts which Pharaoh had sent to carry him. So they took their livestock and their goods, which they had acquired in the land of Canaan, and went to Egypt, Jacob and all his descendants with him. Now we're going to do a whole list of names, guys. So it's I'm going to kind of... I'm not going to skim it. I mean, I'm not going to skip it, but I'm going to read it a little fast because it's a lot of names. His sons and his sons' sons, his daughters and his sons' daughters, and all his descendants he brought with him to Egypt. Now these were the names of the children of Israel. Jacob and his sons who went to Egypt. Reuben was Jacob's firstborn. The sons of Reuben were Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. The sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin. I know I'm butchering these names. Zohar. And Shaul, the son of the Canaanite woman. The sons of Levi were Gershon, 
Hokath, and Merari. The sons of Judah were Ur, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah. But Er and Onan died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamul. The sons of Issachar were Tola, Puva, Job, and Shimron. The sons of Zebulun were Zeran, Elon, and Jalil. These were the sons of Leah, who she bore to Jacob in Padan Haram with his daughters Dinah. All the all the persons, his sons and his daughters, were 33. The sons of Gad were Ziphion, Hagi, Shuni, Esbon, Eri, Erodi, and Ereli. The sons of Asher were Jimna, Eshua, Esui, Berea, and Sarah, their sister. And the sons of Berea were Eber and Malchiel. These were the sons of Zilpah, who, whom Laban gave to Leah, his daughter, and these two and these she bore to Jacob, 16 persons. The sons of Rachel, Jacob's wife, was Joseph and Benjamin. And to Joseph in the land of Egypt were born Manasseh and Ephraim. These were Joseph's two sons, whom Asenath, his wife, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bore to him. The sons of Benjamin were Bela, Becher, Ashbel, Gera, Naman, Ehirosh, Muppin, I thought I said Muppet, uh, Hupam and Ard. These were the sons of Rachel who were born to Jacob, 14 persons in all. The sons of Dan were Heshim, Hushim. The sons of Naphtali were Jaziel, Guni, Jezer, and Shilam. These were the sons of Bilha, whom Laban gave to Rachel, his daughter, and she bore these to Jacob, who seven persons in all. All the persons who went with Jacob to Egypt, who came from his body, besides Jacob's sons' wives, were 66 persons in all. Interesting, 66 books of the Bible. Uh, <laughs> and the sons of Joseph, who were born to him in Egypt, were two persons. All the persons of the house of Jacob who went to Egypt were 70. Woo! Man. I know, right? That's a lot of people. Whole congregation. I know, right? Yeah, you need to just be like, okay, I'll name them. And be like, oh, Bilha. Huh? Yeah? What about Muppet? Muppet? I know. Now I know where he got his name. It's biblical. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We had to go through that. So now in verse 28, it says this. Then he sent Judah before him to Joseph to point out before him the way to Goshen, and they came to the land of Goshen. Goshen was in Egypt, but it was like a, a, a open plain where there was a lot of, uh, so the animals can graze. Okay. It was like farmland, basically. Oh. So that's why Pharaoh said, have your people come and stay in Goshen. You know, so um, so Jacob made ready his chariot and went up to Goshen to meet his father Israel. And he presented himself to him and fell on his neck and wept on his neck a good while. He finally saw his dad. Wow. He finally saw his father, you know. And um, so we know, go like, where the palace was like was like the capital but the hebrews were kind of on the outskirts remember there was a little they the egyptians kind of looked down on the hebrews because they were like animal people you know they were sheep herders and yeah. and whatnot and they kind of felt themselves a little higher class or whatever 
Yeah, they're just regular farmers, you know. And uh, so he gave him Goshen. He's like, yeah, go over there, you know, stay over there. So Joseph had to travel to Goshen to see his dad. Um, huh? Well, you said, um, you know, God comes down to our level. Yeah. So Ooh, that right there what, again, huh? What you said about him going down to Goshen. Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, Sister Jennifer, I don't know if you guys heard, but the fact that, that Joseph came out of the palace and came down to the level of the farmer in the same way that Jesus came down to our level of humanity. You know, that's a good, that's a good point. I never caught that. That's awesome. And, yeah, that's good. So, um, so he goes down there and he sees his dad, you know, and, um, and Israel says to Joseph, now let me die. Since I've seen your face, because you are still alive. I'd be like, well, I'm barely here, man. Don't die yet. You know, but he's basically what he's saying is, is I can die happy. yeah, I can die in peace now. Yeah. I've seen my son. You know, and um, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine what he felt like. You know, and he says, Israel says, now let me die since I've seen your face, because you're still alive. And Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, I will go up and tell Pharaoh and say to him, my brothers and those of my father's house who are in the land of Canaan have come to me. Amen. And the men are shepherds, for their occupation has been to feed livestock, and they have brought their flocks, their herds, and all that they have. So it shall be when Pharaoh calls you and says, what is your occupation? That you shall say your servant's occupation has been with livestock from our youth even till now, both we and also our fathers, that you may dwell in the land of Goshen, for every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. Yeah. Um, we know that um, Joseph's sons were named after the 12 tribes. So for whatever reason, um, that's a good question. Do you know why exactly? Because I know that out of the 12 tribes of Israel, instead of using Joseph, they use his two sons. That's why it's a Manasseh and, and Issachar. Is that, or wait, did I, Ephraim. Joseph's sons were named Manasseh and Ephraim. So his sons actually, so really out of Joseph came two tribes. So maybe that was an honor to give them two. Because everybody else had one, the tribe of Judah, the tribe of, you know, uh, all the other ones, but to Joseph was given two for his sons. But I don't actually know why. That's something we got to look up. Yeah, that is a good question, Brother Larry. All right, Al. You got homework, Al. <laughs> you don't? It's a good question. Uh. Yeah, I remember teaching on it, but I don't remember why. Yeah. I know. Al has. Al. Has a Friday Bible study. It's not online, but he has it here, and he always gives homework to people. So now I'm giving him homework. <laughs> Come on, Al. Next week he's gonna give us the answer. Oh wow! Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Yeah, you remember? All right. All right. Dang! He 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 raised the ante. He goes, "I'll give you an answer right now." Amazing. So. <laughs> That's right. Amen. <laughs> yeah. He's OG like that. I know. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. They just, they had this, like they thought they were better then. You know, because Egyptians considered themselves very educated, very high class, very, sis? No, I was just thinking, was it part of like how Benjamin was, like there was, uh, I don't know if it had anything to do with that, but when the territory, you know, how Benjamin mm-hmm. was. I don't know, because Benjamin, Benjamin was named after a tribe, too. Yeah, but didn't the Levites come out of Benjamin? So he, it might be that he was already separating them for the priesthood. I don't know. Did they? They came out of Benjamin? Yeah. Really? I believe so. Now, you got, now you're giving me homework. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody go home with homework. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, because in the beginning... Oh, yeah, because there is no, wait, is there, wait, no, there's a, there's a Levi. Yeah, right here, verse uh, 4611, the sons of Levi. So that was already a, a, a one of the, going to be one of the tribes. Or was it Judah? I mean, no, Judah was there too. So look, 4611 says the sons of Levi. So that's way separate from Benjamin. So, yeah, because then 21, it says the sons of Benjamin. So, guys, the reason we're talking about this is because, the 12 tribes of Israel are literally the 12 sons of Jacob or Israel. You found it? Yeah, in Deuteronomy 2117. But Joseph wasn't the firstborn. Huh? But Joseph wasn't the firstborn. Reuben was. Of Rachel. And he was hated. Because that's who, this whole thing happened because he kind of ignored his other sons. So it was his way of considering Joseph the firstborn because that was the one from the wife he loved. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> He's laughing. He's like, yeah, give me more homework. Actually, I was thinking that same question myself. Yeah, because out of the 12 tribes, you would think if there's two sons, then there would be 13 tribes. So who was left out? Wait, is there a tribe of Reuben? He was left out, right? Because Reuben saw that homework. Reuben is really the first That's the firstborn, but... He was cut out of... Oh, yeah, there is. Okay, here it is. Here's the 12 tribes of Israel. Look, I got it here. Asher, Naphtali, Manasseh, Zebulun, Issachar, West Manasseh. What did he get to? Gad, Ephraim, Dan, Benjamin, Reuben, Simeon. Where's, oh, and Judah. Obviously Judah. I don't know, man. Larry, you're giving us homework, brother. I have something, Pastor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. But, but the firstborn is from the hated wife. At the time he divides the inheritance with his son, he was not treat the son of the loved wife as the firstborn. Cutting out the son of the hated wife. It was Benjamin and Reuben. Who is the actual 
firstborn. Yeah, I know Joseph didn't, but that. So if there's twelve sons, and Joseph don't get a share, that's eleven. But then you add Joseph's two sons, that's twelve thirteen. But there's only twelve tribes. So who? Oh wait 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 wait! Oh my gosh, Levi didn't get a. Levi didn't get any territory. That's why. They're priests. That's why. Yeah, that's right, brother. So that yeah. So the, it's twelve tribes. There it is. It's twelve. You're making my. Our, that's, why, that's why in Judges. That's why in Judges yes. nineteen, and they were the Levite and the Levite yeah. had nowhere to. to yeah, because there was no tribe. So, so, so the Levi. Yeah, the Levites were not given land because they were. The Levi were given no land because they were the priests. And Joseph didn't get one; it went to the son. So one of Joseph's son had a had a tribe for him, and the other son had a tribe for the Levites. Oh wow! That's why. That's what happened. Okay. Larry's got our brains. I know. Over here. Larry, you owe me some spread now. Figuring well, that one out. Yeah. Thirty-three. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus started his ministry at thirty years old. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that because people couldn't become a priest until they were thirty. So when Jesus reached thirty, he started ministering, and he roughly his ministry lasted about three and a half years. Yeah. So, um, where are we at now? Where are we at? Oh. Actually, he does. All right, Larry. I'm going to give him this one. Bam, right there, the flying cat. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That was his allotted two questions. He's good. I know. He's on it. No, that's cool. Larry's got to meet us for breakfast when we're out there. Brother Larry, I don't know. I'm going to be out in your in your neck of the woods. Well, not that far, but Los Angeles pretty soon. So message me or text me, brother. Maybe we can see you for a little meal or something. Okay, so... um. Where are we at? Did we finish? Oh, we finished uh, 47.1. 47, okay, that's fine. All right, thank you. All right. I read that too earlier. Uh, what happened though? About the heart. Everybody wants to know about the, the tattoo. Well, half of you ain't going to like what I have to say then. That's, <laughs> <laughs> so. Just stop putting them on, huh, brother? Yeah. All right. Uh, and is it the thing is it's not going to be a yes or no answer, so I, I don't like to do that. I'm going to give you a straight answer, but that's at the end. Yeah, at the end. All right. Um, Genesis 47, uh, verse one. Who? Who? <laughs> All right, verse 47, 1. So Joseph went and told Pharaoh and said, My father and my brothers, their flocks and their herds and all that they possess. 
have come from the land of Canaan, and indeed they are in the land of Goshen. And he took five men from among his brothers and presented them to Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh said to his brothers, What is your occupation? And they said to Pharaoh, Your servants are shepherds, both we and also our fathers. And they said to Pharaoh, We have come to dwell in the land, because your servants have no pasture for their flocks. For the famine is severe in the land of Canaan. Now therefore, please let your servants dwell in the land of Goshen. Then Pharaoh spoke to Joseph, saying, Your father and your brothers have come to you. The land of Egypt is before you. Have your father and brothers dwell in the best of the land, and let them dwell in the land of Goshen. And if you know any competent men among them, then make them chief herdsmen over my livestock. Dang! So not, so he's like, not only can you stay, get your best men to watch over my animals. Then Joseph brought in his father Jacob and set him before Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Look at that. It wasn't Pharaoh that blessed Jacob. It was Jacob that blessed Pharaoh. Because you, you got to understand, man, that that Jacob carried the promises man. that were given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The promise that God told had told his grandpa, out of you I will make a great nation. And everyone that curses you, I will curse them. And whoever blesses you, Amen. I will bless them. So here's the thing. Jacob understood who he was. Yes, he did. He's like, I'm going to bless you, Pharaoh. He goes, you think you're blessing me for giving me land? No, <laughs> it's me that's going to bless you because the fact that I'm here, this nation will prosper. Many nations. You know, thinking of yeah. like Joseph, when he was going through that trial, if he would have cursed God or got mad at God, would he would have lost all his blessings? His faith must have been strong enough to keep going because he was like a Job in a Job situation. Yeah, where he lost everything. He lost his best son. So you're saying he could have turned and cursed God, right? That's yeah, what you're yeah, saying. He Yeah. And it's like, even though it's a tough situation, like you lose a son, that'd be devastating. Yeah. A little six year old, 10 year old, 12 year old. Yeah. I mean, like, he must have still kept his faith with God. Yeah. Him. Yeah. You know, Alfonso brought up a good point is that, that Jacob must have held on to his faith because losing his son and all these things happened, and he could have cursed God. But his faith, you know, was stronger than that because of promises. He, he believed the promises that were given to his grandfather Abraham and his dad Isaac and even the promises God gave to him you know I mean wow. so that must have been that must have been very powerful I, I truly believe that God gives us vision sometimes because we have something to refer to in the times when everything's falling apart there's promises God has given me that in my hardest hardest situations it's like it pops up in my mind and it somehow it like snaps you out of it you know, and but we have a choice. We're either going to say, curse God, or we're going to say, man, I'm going to hold on with dear life to this promise, God. You know, and I don't know. You know, I think that's why God gives us those visions, gives us those promises. So we have something to hold on to. You know, I, I've never, I've never been at a place where I'm drowning in water, but I imagine if you're drowning you're scrambling to try to find ground, trying to find a root, trying to find something, you know, and, and sometimes in life we feel like we're drowning and we're just trying to grab onto something and God gives us those promises, those visions, those dreams 
you know, so so we have something to hold on to. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Um, where are we at here? Seven forty-eight. Uh, where are we? Uh, verse nine. Verse nine. Okay. Sorry, I'm. Go ahead. Doing that a lot. Um, but I think, um, like a human aspect to Jacob, like like you were saying, he needs to get out of his faith. But I'm sure, like through situations, he. He must have gotten confused or discouraged, you know, and maybe yeah. questioned God. Yeah. You know, like, why am I having to go through this? Like, why am I being sold, you know? Or, yeah. or just being, like, stuck in that moment, you know, of just turmoil, you know, or or loss or despair of being scared, you know? Yeah, yeah, because... I think God, he, he, he keeps his promises. He knows... Even, he, the, there's another scripture where it says... He knows he he knows we're human, yeah. you know, and I think that's a fine line from being discouraged because I've been discouraged a lot. But if you let that grow, it becomes not losing faith, losing faith in God. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's human to be discouraged. I mean, sometimes we're like, God, really? Like, <laughs> seriously, you know, and, and I don't think that is losing faith. I think that's just being discouraged. Yeah. But the favor kept him alive. Yeah. But even when we lose faith, he says he's he is faithful. Yeah. That even in 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 our unbelief, he still holds up his bargain, his part of the bargain. He 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 is faithful. That's why that person remember they came to Jesus and said, Jesus says, "Do you believe?" He was Lord, help me in my unbelief. He was just being real. He's like, man, I, I'm really struggling here. You know. It says when you're weak, you're strong. Yeah. Him. Yeah. When we are weak, he is strong. I think sometimes he wants to take us to that point. To see? Yeah, he wants to take us to that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because a lot of times it's hard to really hand it over when you're not desperate for something, you know? Yeah. Alex Alvis? Alex Alvis? He super chatted? Okay, let's... I'm going to give him this one, man. Amen. This is the old school one, guys, right here. Uh -oh. Bam, super. Oh. It's not even a cat, super oh. chat. So, no, it's not the uppercut. Okay. So, well, like. guys, I'm going to finish these last few verses, and then we're going to talk about tattoos. Uh -oh. So, um, where are we at? Okay. So enjoy these last verses because some of you are going to get mad at me and maybe not come back. You asked for it, though, so. Um, <laughs> verse 9. It said, it said, and Jacob said to Pharaoh. No, wait, verse 8. Pharaoh said to, to Jacob, how old are you? So after he blessed him. And Jacob said to Pharaoh, the days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. 130 years old. Few and evil have been the days of the years of my life, and they have not attained to the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. So Jacob blessed Pharaoh 
and went out from before Pharaoh. And Joseph situated his father and his brothers and gave them a possession in the land of Egypt, in the best of the land, in the land of Ramesses, as Pharaoh had commanded. Then Joseph provided his father, his brothers, and all his father's household with bread, according to the number in their families. So now they're situated there in Goshen. J Joseph is reunited with his dad. Um, things have gone full circle, you know, from, from a young boy being stolen and, and thrown into a pit and sold as a slave and accused of being a rapist and thrown into prison and suffering in prison all the way to the point of now of all of his visions and dreams came true. And, and, and God did it. Joseph didn't lose sight of God, and neither did his father. Hey man, Pastor, also the Pharaoh was really wise. Yeah, the Pharaoh was wise, yeah. I mean, for him to even accept a blessing from people like that, he, he understood that he was a king of all that, but there was something greater going on yeah. than what he was doing, because he didn't have to listen to nobody. He, yeah. he, he had to have been a wise man, you know, yeah. you know to hand over stuff like that like he was those people were, were educated they weren't just going to give it to anybody yeah it's all you have favor but he he understood like yeah you know basically you know in a nutshell alfonso saying that the pharaoh had to have, have been a wise man because yeah. there's a lot of people that are educated but there's a lot of people that are intelligent yeah you know i remember a doctor told me that he goes you're not educated but you're very intelligent and I almost got offended. I was like, "What does he mean by that?" You yeah, know? that's true, though. I, I think it's a. Di I think it's different to somebody can have knowledge but not have wisdom. Yeah, and I think that Daryl yeah. had that. Yeah, he understood. Like, I have all these book stuff, but there's something going on with you. That yeah, it's following me. You know, my dad. My dad has a third grade education, but he's one of the wisest men I know. Yeah. So there's different. There's a. It's different. You know, and um, and I respect my dad. I don't look at my dad like, oh, you just only went to third grade, so you got nothing to teach me. You know, anybody that's taught me anything about being a man has been my dad. Amen. You know, so there's stuff that don't come with classrooms. No, yeah, they don't. Yeah. You need it, but I'm yeah, just, yeah, God yeah. Gives, uh, in this world, you do need education, but it seems like God works more in the in the in the in, in another side of stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. God will meet us where we're at. Amen. Any more statements? No? No, they're waiting. <laughs> they're waiting. <laughs> Tattoos. All right. That's a loaded question, guys. And remember, I, I will say this. I will say a lot of it is going to be things that, that I see and I learn. I could be wrong. So I'm going to start off with that, first of all. But um, I will say this, is that it's not a hard line. I'll say that because you can't use old testament scripture where it says not to get tattoos you can't use that i'll tell you why because that means you gotta follow the other things that it says before and after that for instance in the same passage about tattoos somebody, somebody in the same passage of tattoos it says you can't shave you know so we can't go that route okay i will say this though that i don't agree with getting tattoos as a christian I'll tell you why, and I'll tell you why it's not a heaven or hell issue. I don't see it that way. I know a lot of Christian brothers and sisters that get 
Christian tattoos. I will not compliment them, but I won't rebuke them either. You know, I don't say nothing. I'm actually, honestly, because here's the thing: is those of there's a lot of people that came out of my life, old lifestyle. I mean, that that meant something. So I got to question the heart issue. Then, that's what I got to question, not the tattoo, but the heart issue. Because for me, getting tattoos now, it tells me like you want you want to be part of this world and you want to look like the world, and that's something deeper we need to talk about. Forget the tattoo. Why do you want why do you want to do something that's pleasing to this world? You know, and that's kind of where I go. Like I, I have even Josh, Josh is a tattoo artist. And, and for the first time I'll say he he does great work. Usually I will not compliment anything like that. But you know, I, um I gotta give it to him, he does great work. And I've told him and had this conversation with him that I don't agree with it, but I will never judge him. I will never talk to him any different. You know, I, I just won't because it's not a it's not a doctrine to 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 separate from somebody yeah. where somebody's going to go to hell or not. Yeah. I won't do that. You know, yeah. I just for people that came out of the lifestyle I came out of, I would question the motives because I'm like, why? Why do you want to get tattoos? Is it because you still have some pull to that old lifestyle in that old world? It's the same thing with, for instance, um, if I meet somebody from Iowa and they show up with red shoes or red shirt and red hat, I'm not going to think nothing. But if you came out of the life I came out of and you're saying that you're saved and you're all flamed up, I'm going to ask your motives. I might not ask you, but within myself, I'm going to I'm going to say either you are and you are a young Christian or you ain't mature yet in the things of the Lord, because why do you still want to look like the world? You know, and so. I think that whether it's tattoos or wearing certain colors or whatever, it all comes down to the same thing. It all comes down down to a heart issue. I'll take it out of my life, okay? I'm not a cowboy, you know? I'm not a cowboy, but there are people that are in that life that a buckle, a hat, all of that represents something in their past life before Christ. So now they come into the Lord and they're like, man, I can't dress like that anymore. So it's not that they're saying it's wrong to wear a belt and buckle and hats. It's 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 their personal convictions of what it meant to them, you know. And then and then let's say I felt like getting a hat and buckles, whatever. It ain't gonna mean nothing to me because I wasn't in that life. I didn't have that pride that came with that that life. So it wouldn't mean nothing to me. So it would be wrong for that person to come and tell me, "Hey, why, what, Pastor? Why are you wearing a hat and a buckle and boots for?" And I'm like, uh, "Because it was on sale," or whatever I would say. <laughs> You know, but at the same token, I would tell somebody that came out of my life saying, why are you still all flamed up for? Why are you still wearing all red? Why are you still wearing all blue? Why you, you know, because you know what that represents. You know what that means. You know what that says to the people in the world. You know, so that's what I'm saying. It's a loaded question with a lot of, it, it all comes down to the roots, brother. Would you say music is the same way too? Music is the same exact thing. Same way. Same way. You know, um, that's why, like, I, I have this love-hate thing with, with rap, you know, and, and, and I shy away from Christian rap. I'll be honest with you, man. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about the talent. I mean, heck, I play a rap video before the Bible study. Josh's. So, actually, that's a proof. He's a, he's a tattoo artist. I don't agree with tattoos, but I play his video, rap video, in the beginning of my Bible. Just to show you, I don't hold that. It ain't that big of an issue, you know. 
But at the same time, like, because I came out of the rap industry and I understand that spirit of, of greed, of wanting attention, of wanting fame, that I see right through a lot of Christian rappers. So because of that, I just kind of, I, I, don't, I don't want nothing to do with it hardly, you know? And, and I mean, you know, and, and it's like, I'm not saying like if somebody is, if, if their heart is truly that of an evangelist and they are uh, um, founded in the word of God and they are living the, the raps they're rapping about, well, praise God. Because I, I know a lot of people that have came to the Lord over Christian rap. So, so I, I'm not going to say it's, it's evil. Brother, um, being someone that spent thousands of dollars on tattoos, yeah. Um, I mean, I got the last supper on my arm, and, and it, it really is um, like a pride, and this is what I stand for. Yeah, it seemed to me at once, and I used to like, I love the attention. Like, when I go somewhere with all my sleeves, everybody's looking at me, yeah. But now I don't like that attention, and and yeah, I, I could paint a hundred Jesus on me because I wanted to feel God. I wanted to like look, God's on me. Yeah. But now it's like God's in me now. Yeah. So this is Alfonso saying that he's completely covered up in tattoos. So is Brother Johnny here. Do I treat you any different because you're tatted up? I don't. You know because it's not to me. That's not. I'm not going to do that. You know. But I don't agree with it, and I just come down to what's the hard issue of it. Yeah, you know what's the hard issue and I, I like actually you summed exactly what I was trying to find words for is that some people get tattoos and there's bible verses and things like that and you know okay I get it but you said I don't even want them on the outside I want them on the inside you know so I mean I think that's in summary in the direction of kind of what I would say brother I, I wanted to get these off when I got into the Lord you wanted to get them off yeah I wanted because at that time they were taking them off like yeah laser and all that and then somebody had told me, you know what, brother, you know, that's your testimony. Yeah. They told me like that. I go, yeah, yeah. I kind of don't want them more though. Yeah. But that's what they told me. Like, yeah. You know? I, I'm just coming out. I'm trying yeah. to be real, guys. I, I'm not trying to, you know, I got tattoos I, 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 before Christ. Yeah. You know, I have, I know um, Pastor Al, are you covered in tats? Yeah, he, he's sleeved up. He's all sleeved <laughs> up. He's, you know, we have Alfonso, we have Johnny. So, I was working someplace and um, I met some guy from Iran. He was a, a Christian. Uh, he was a Christian from Iran. And um, they would, the the Islamic people around there, the kids, yeah, would wait for him to get out of church, and they would um, beat him up, rip their Bibles, take their crosses off of their neck, yeah, and spit on them. So the Muslims would treat them bad. Yeah. So he told me that. Got a tattoo of a rosary around his uh, his wrist. Yeah. And then he, he dared him to take that off of me. Then, oh wow. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Oh. So, so again, it's a different reason. So he would basically, I don't know if you guys heard, man, but it's it's worth repeating that this Iranian guy he would get because they were Christian, the Muslims would jump them and take their Bibles, rip their Bibles up, do all this stuff. So he got a a, a rosary tattooed on him. Because they couldn't take that and rip it up, you know. And I, 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 that's a good example because, like, what it means to him isn't what it means to the average person here trying to get all tatted up. Yeah, so that you got to understand that the Bible is a universal Bible for all the world, not just how we think in the United States. Mm. You know. Okay, perfect. Another perfect example. Way off the subject, but think about it. There's some churches where the women 
because of the nation they're from, they're kind of topless and stuff because that's how the dress in those villages in Africa, you know, and nobody's like, hey, you know what I mean? But so cultures are different. So we got to take that into account, too. I, I'm glad you brought that up, you know. Yeah. Or when you're 60. You know? Yeah. Like, I pray that my kids never, I always tell my boys, whatever you do, just don't ever get no tattoos. Yeah. So. They say in Mexico, like in our ground, Mexico locals look down on tattoos when folks still move there. Yeah. So I guess in Mexico, it's a religious thing. Wow. what it says. Yeah. And that makes sense because down there you got uh, uh, Mara Salvatrucha. You have then they tat their whole face, yeah. you know. So there was a, the whole. I mean, the and in the Bible days, the tattoo itself wasn't a tattoo on the skin with ink. It was a branding. It was a good branding. Like who they belong to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like the actual tattooing has changed over mm-hmm. time. Before it was a way of identi- identity. Identity. I mean, just those little dots, you yeah. know, on the hand. It's how. Like yeah. my older brother or whatever and it was just a sewing needle and yeah. some big pin <laughs> ink, you yeah. know what I'm saying but then yeah. you know these then 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 like the art of tattoo came out so I mean it's so hard to just do a cut and yeah. dry yeah and, and that's why I won't I, I don't think there is a cut and dry answer mm-hmm. you know I mean so all it comes down to is, is I share what I share I'm not going to treat anybody different there's people here at House of Rest that, that get Christian tattoos, have gotten Christian. It's been a while that I know of, you know, but um, I, I didn't, you know, but if somebody asks me, I'm like, are you sure you want to know my, you want to know my answer? Because I, I don't agree with it, me personally. Um, but um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. So um, I'd like to say a prayer for uh, Rudy Cervantes, uh, yeah. Santos Ortiz, Los Alamitos, and her family, and just right now, just a few moments ago. Was it the one he had texted me about? He had been texting me for the last yeah. couple of days. Yeah, and uh, 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 Sister Veronica, she's uh, Veronica Santolin, uh-huh. I believe, Rivera from Facebook, um, just lost a family member as well. And um, it looks like Ricardo, um, his fever did not subside, so they they still have him uh, sedated, and yeah. now they're putting him upside down. Okay. As you guys know, uh, Kobion, you probably see him on the on the. You probably see him on the comments all the time. He's always commenting almost every single devotional. He, um, they have him on a respirator now. Uh, he has COVID. Him and his wife do. She's at home. She doesn't have as many symptoms as him, but she, it, it's you know the it took a turn. He he had a fever. He was intubated, I believe, with the respirator. So just keep praying. Um, so Lord God, I pray for all of these petitions and all of these prayer requests, Lord, in Jesus' name. And not only everybody that was talked about, for those, Lord God, that, that are unsaid, Lord God, but you know all things. And we just pray, Lord God, because you are the healer. We come against any any spirit of sickness, any spirit of, 
of COVID, Lord God. We come against it in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. We pray for Ricardo right now, Lord God, for his lungs to clear up in the name of Jesus, in your name, Lord God, and everybody else, Lord. We thank you for those that are at a loss because they lost somebody, Lord God. Be the comforter. Bring peace, Lord God, peace that's beyond understanding. We thank you so much, Lord, because we know ultimately, Lord, that you are faithful and that you would never leave us nor forsake us, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, God bless you. We'll be here next week uh, to read through uh, this amazing, amazing story. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself. Two more, two more, two more super cats. Bam. So that's who's that for? Santos. Thank you. And Rodriguez. Bam. That's for you. We appreciate it. We appreciate the super chats. God bless you. And um, we will uh, be here next week. Uh, every day we do a devotional Monday through Friday. Sunday we're here live for service. Huh? Amen. All right. Amen. So, all right, guys. God bless you. Thank you so much.